All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again, as always, with Kelly in the Blockhouse. How's it going, Kelly? Uh, it's going gay. How are you? It's going gay. Pride <laughs> is happening in our front yard. <laughs> Literally in our front Literally yard. Literally in our front yard. Uh, so if you hear intermittent sounds, just know that people are enjoying the really cold, cloudy weather. It's been great. I'm proud of our little city. Little tiny beef. Yes. Doing a, doing a, a full parade. Yeah. To sit in our yard. Well, full. It was, you know what? It was bigger than the parade last year because there wasn't a parade last year. So couldn't be worse. <laughs> that's for sure. Could not be worse. No, it's, it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Loved it a lot. Meme worthy all over the place. And people who don't know Portland, you probably have seen the Darth Vader unicycle guy. Well, yeah. Guess what? Guess what? He showed up. He showed up for Beaverton Pride. I mean, come on. Good it's, for him. He, he has bagpipes and everything. It was amazing. People who have never been in parades before got to be in parades for the first time throwing candy aggressively at children members directly into children's faces or just like throwing it on the sidewalk where no one is <laughs> and it being having to be picked up by like police officers and stuff yeah it's it was awesome it was uh, basically is what i'm saying uh but we're taking a break from all of that to talk about bob dylan because we're committed we're committed this is a bob dylan podcast That's we right. can make an excuse all the time to not record but we are here today to do it on right. pride no less i know kelly I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. You have heard roughly the same number of songs as the largest interstate highway in the United States. Is it 95? No. We've talked about this so many times. I don't 3, remember. 3,020 miles. 3,020.54 miles from Seattle to Boston. My dad has stories of it being built in, in South Dakota. Oh, really? Yeah. Nin- is it 90? We should be at 90 now. Highway. Interstate 90. Interstate 90. Yes. Interstate 90. And this week, we listened to a classic Bob Dylan song. Not Dark Yet, off of 1997's Time Out of Life. Shadows are falling And I've been here all day It's too hot to sleep And time is running away Feel like my soul has Turned into steel Still got the scars at the sun. All right, Kelly, we spent the entire week listening to Not Dark Yet off of the, like you said, Grammy Award winning, Time Out of Mind, beating some band I can't even remember. You, however, we have not listened to a Time Out of Mind song since episode four. That's when we made all the jokes. And Babyface. Cold right? Iron's Bound. It's really good. I like it a lot, actually. I think my first reaction was I enjoyed it, and then, like, you know, when you're listening throughout the week and I don't know if you're not in the right mindset or you're busy or I was like, I don't know if I like this. Maybe it's too country. But no, I really enjoy it. I like the Tremelo twinkly guitar. I'm mm-hmm. always a sucker for that. Yeah. And I just think it's really like solemn in a good way. Um, yeah, I think they do a lot of clever stuff with the personnel and the instruments they're playing. I enjoyed it. That's my fan final verdict. No, it's 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 a great song. It's hard not to enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, apparently there's two versions ex- existing out there. Uh, that we haven't heard, at least I haven't heard, one of the demo versions that he did before. And apparently it's really good. But it's kind of, I think, a little bit faster, but also acoustic. Um, whereas this has definitely got that swampy sort of time out of mind vibe. I mean, we listen to Cold Irons Bound. Cold Irons Bound has this extended in- intro, you know, very slow, bassy, you know, kind mm-hmm. of build up. And I would say this does kind of the same thing. It's, it's sort of a funeral dirge type of uh, drumbeat, you know, oh, yeah. sort of like like marching us off to the afterlife or wherever we might be going. Arby's. Who knows? <laughs> Arby's. Uh, um, 
Yeah, it's 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 great. So I mean, really quickly, the context is pretty simple. Um, this was recorded, as I said, twice. There's two versions existing. Uh, one of them was recorded in Oxnard, California, Oxnard, Oxford, Oxnard, um, at the Real Music Studios uh, in September and October of 1996, uh, and then January of '97, uh, he recorded all of Time Out of Mind in Miami at Criteria Studios. Uh, this was actually the first single off of Time Out of Mind. Sort of a weird, hmm. weird bummer. Uh, it was also on the Wonder Boy soundtrack, which we listened to. Things have changed. So this was, uh, I think, I think it actually closed out the film, if I'm not wrong. I think it runs on the credits. Well, that's so, the one he did that song for, right? The No, no, no Things Have Changed. Yeah, Things Have Changed. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things Have Changed. Yeah. He, he made specifically but for. But this was on the soundtrack also. But this was oh, also on the okay. soundtrack. It was also on The Passion of the Christ, songs inspired by. No, really? The Passion of the Christ. I mean. That movie came out after, so it was not inspired by. Oh, so someone just cultivated a playlist and they were like, the song's inspired by. <laughs> the song's cool. The song's cool. Uh, he's played it 152 times total from October 19. From October 19. From October 30. Sorry. From October 30th, 1997 to September 8th, 2012. So That's a lot in a short amount of time. A lot of time, yeah. But um, who knows? Maybe he's. Bring it back around. I mean, maybe as he gets closer to the end. Maybe. Speaking of the end, getting closer to it, we continue this podcast onwards. Kelly, <laughs> you enjoyed the song itself. I did. What What do you think the song is about? I think this song is about dying. Where it is interesting to me versus other songs that are kind of like a sweet goodbye thing. This song is just sad. Like there's no positive light at the end. Like there's no... Uh, call the action like that's why you should live now that's why you should feel good about being alive it's like yeah i'm gonna die not right this second but soon the end well to quote bob dylan i try to live within that line between despondency and hope i'm suited to walk the line right between the fire oh that's nice and uh i think it does walk the line i don't think it's like necessarily sad i think that you can draw a lot of strength from it like i am gonna die but it's fine but I don't know that. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the but it's fine is there. I, I mean, I think you can. That's what you're bringing to it. Like, if you don't want to hear that, you don't have to sure. because it's really not spelled out. And I think other songs that deal with death or any kind of darkness um, that want to feel a little more inspiring or a little easier to access will go that route. You know, that's why we have to live. And there's still still a reason like saying even just in the phrasing of it's not dark yet. Uh, and instead of saying, but the light is coming, he's saying, but it's getting there. I think this one is personally easier to read as a religious song oh. than other ones you know mm. it's not dark yet but it's coming the end is coming i mean but i i just don't think you have to read it that way you yeah know, if, unless you want to i mean I don't. see and so for you it's a really really dark song but for me it's not yeah i like it i don't well, think i mean it doesn't make me dislike it yeah. i just don't think that there's a like a positive note in there yeah yeah it's definitely it's definitely more of a I, I can't imagine this other acoustic version being, I can imagine it being very different, but like I can't imagine it without the slowness and without the sort of like the swampy vibe. Like it just feels creaky and ancient. And that, that to me is so important, especially his first lines when he's like shadows are falling, you know, you're like shadows don't fall. What's happening? <laughs> you know, like shadows grow. Like mm -hmm. I, why, how are they falling? What is happening? Where did the sun go? So the instruments on the track are, are interesting too. So the the reason I feel like that the, the feeling that's coming through is is uh, kind of anxious, like it, it makes you uneasy. There's this synth sound that's playing through the whole thing mm -hmm. that really colors the whole piece, where it's just like doo, 
and you kind of don't notice it while other things are like the slide guitar is beautiful coming in and mm-hmm. uh you've got a lot of interesting percussions there's like shakers it's like a, a tambourine at one point i think uh maybe even a wood block and early on there's like a sound i can't i can't and whatever fuck that's it good. wow that's really <laughs> how does uh, got a, block. I, yeah i know <laughs> i got a channel Alyssa edwards you can't do it that's good no, whatever. Anyway, there's a woodblock sound at one point. I think they could have made that up. And maybe even bongo subtly. There's like a lot of personnel going on. What I didn't notice was any bass or like an actual trap kit. But there might have. Well, I guess there is like there's a little rolling snare thing going on. But I couldn't pinpoint a bass, which was interesting. So it might have been part of that that uh, uneasy synth chord that's going through the whole thing. And then there's also horns that I couldn't tell if they were synthetic mm-hmm. or not. But there's certain parts um, right around the chorus where it's like, like this little... I think it's like a couple of different horns going on. So the, all that really makes for the mood for me too. And I think that's the only levity in the song for me is the music itself because I think lyrically there's no room for it. But because it's not just crushing sadness with the music, there is a little, that, that twinkling guitar, the slide guitar really provide that um, lightness to it. But that's that's the only place I saw where it wasn't just like, yeah, it's this is the end. And there's no judgment in that, I think. Yeah. You're right. Like it's not saying that this is the end, this is something to be afraid of and like right. you should be upset and like everybody cower and get ready, but it is just kind of state of fact. This is the end. Yeah. I think even just taking it personally, like I mean this song, I think for anybody who knows the story about Bob Dylan, like he had health issues and people thought he was going to die he was actually very sick and there was a possibility that he could die so i think we typically read that into this song as well that it's bob dylan singing it that this is one of those like overtly personal songs that's just for him and then you read the lyrics that way and you sort of interpret it as a personal bob dylan song but as we've talked about because we've talked about so many of them even the ones that seem intensely personal he probably wrote this before any of that happened it's probably just a song that exists because Bob Dylan's tapping into something, but his life is such that there's going to be moments. There's always going to be something to talk about. Um, in terms of the, the musicians, though, um, there's a lot of people on there. I mean, Bob Dylan is playing guitar. Daniel Lanois, who also produces, is playing guitar. Augie Myers, that's who you're thinking of with the organ okay. in the background. Uh, you got Tony Gardner on bass, uh, Jim Dickinson on keyboards. So, you know, it might be a synth mm-hmm. of some kind. Uh, Jim Keltner, of course, on drums. Uh, Brian Blade also on drums. Um, so probably getting some of that extra um, percussion stuff bongos and stuff uh cindy cash dollar on slide guitar bucky baxter on acoustic pedal uh and the pedal steel guitar uh robert Britt on electric guitar and duke roll duke robillard uh who's uncredited but is playing guitar on this song as well i knew there was like eight thousand guitars on this song and they might not all be on there that's kind of uh an amalgamation of all of them if i'm like although honestly i think this is just for the song i think we know for the record specifically i mean definitely for the record uh, but they filmed. They did the record all together in one fell swoop. It's oh, not okay. like it's not like we're a couple of other Bob Dylan records from back in the '60s where you could literally wake up the next day and have a new set of musicians mm-hmm. to play. Um, these are the same people. Now it, they might not all be on this song, but they are a part of the record. So I think it's kind of hard to tell in this age of digital recordings. You know, you don't hear them s- screaming at Tony to like turn up his bass or whatever. You know, it's right. like you can't confirm people uh, unless they write it down. But uh, either way, I mean, I just. There's something about Time Out of Mind that's just really beautiful, and I love that sound a lot. And um, and I mean, that's Lanois, and I know people, we've talked about it before, hate Lanois. Is he the YouTube guy? Yeah, and he also did Oh Mercy, uh, so 1989. So people, mm. I think, are some somewhat out on those records just because of the production, but Jesus, I, I don't get it. So 
uh, it sounds absolutely amazing. But I think it would, it would be wise to go through the, the lyrics themselves. So sure. I just kind of have it uh, all situated here. Uh, so let's just run through. There's uh, four verses. Uh, as Christopher Ricks uh, in his book Visions of Sin points out, there are 24 verses in this that mimic the 24 hours in a day. If you want to read more about it, he uh, compares this to Keats' poem, Ode to a Nightingale. And just a quote from Wikipedia, uh, quote, Ode to a Nightingale is a personal poem which describes Keats' journey into a state of negative capability. The tone of the poem rejects the optimistic pursuit of pleasure found within Keats's earlier poems and instead explores the themes of nature, transience, and mortality, the latter being particularly personal to Keats. The Nightingale described within the poem's experiences experiences a type of death that where he does not actually die. Instead, the songbird is capable of living through song, which is a fate that humans cannot expect. The poem ends with an acceptance that pleasure cannot last and that death is an inevitable part of life. In the poem, Keats imagines the loss of the physical world and sees himself dead as the sod over which the nightingale sings. Hmm. So I think that there's a breakdown of like how the two mimic one another. So if you want to go down that road, there's a lot of analysis online about that, but also Christopher Ricks. Uh, his book, Visions of Sin, you can go check out that book. So we're not going to really stray into that territory because we don't really have time. You know, in a weekly podcast, it's tough to, like, devote yourself to to reading Keats. We, we don't yeah. have time for that. But we will go through the lyrics and just talk about them personally from our own uh, from our own vantage point. But I do find it interesting with the 24 hours, 24 hours, um, 24, 24 lines. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. So shadows are falling. And I've been here all day. It's too hot to sleep and time is running away. Feel like my soul has turned into steel. I've still got scars that the sun didn't heal. There's not even room enough to be anywhere. It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. I especially love the not dark yet, but it's getting there because it's not just physical death, but it's like emotional death. It's just the darkness, not the band, the darkness, but the <laughs> darkness. It's just like, not this week. I don't know. It could just be whatever you're afraid of. It's like coming, but it's up to you to have the fortitude not to. I, I don't know, stutter step, not to fall, pray to like being a victim or being sad about something. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe, but I just I think in, in that little tiny sentence, it's it's wonderful. It's just a wonderful turn of phrase. Well, it's a great line. Yeah. Um but I mean this this verse specifically even and everything ends negatively, right? Like mm-hmm. the I've been here all day, that's a feeling of like I'm over it. It's I'm like exhausted. I mean we're in this hot place. Mm-hmm. And like Time something through your fingers, mm-hmm. and I'm scarred. Souls turning into steel. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I love that too. The scars that the sun didn't heal. Like, it's all bad. It's, it's all bad. It's bad. <laughs> or you know, he's really good at putting on sunblock, or he's <laughs> loves wearing sweaters. That may be why he's hot. He needs to get it. But it's also nice. scars. It's not even wounds. I mean, that's been pointed out elsewhere. But it's not even wounds. It's scars. Like these are old, memories. Old these are exactly these are things that. One, I think it connects later. So while my sense of humanity is going down the drain, behind every beautiful thing, there's some kind of pain. She wrote me a letter and she wrote it so kind. She put down in writing what was in her mind. I just don't see why I should even care. It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. Yeah, it's a a bummer. Yeah. Bummer all around. Um, The connection between down the drain and put down in writing. There's a lot of the down stuff. And later he says, um, down in a whirlpool of lies. It's a lot of metaphorical down mm-hmm. which uh you could also say kelly is quite a bummer yeah uh, bob dylan also say. has a lot of uh writing letters that's become a, th- a theme for us a little bit uh and in the song farewell he says i will write a letter 
from time to time, Desolation Row, which we listened to uh, at the end of Highway 61 Revisited. Uh, the last verse is, I wrote you a letter yesterday about the time the doorknob broke. Uh, and one of his first songs he ever wrote, which is actually um, on the Bootleg Series Volume 7, which is No Direction Home, uh, a song called I Was Young When I Left Home. Uh, he talks about never writing a letter back home. Uh, there's a song called Where Are You Tonight? Journey Through Dark Heat. It begins with There's a Long Distance Train. Tears on the letter. There's a woman I long to touch, and I'm missing her so much. But she's drifting like a satellite. Boots of Spanish leather, of course. I got your letter on a lonesome mm-hmm. day. And then, uh, freaking last week. I was going to say, yeah. And then I comes falling from the sky twice. You know, well, I, uh, what is it? Well, I sent you my feelings in a letter, but you were gambling for support. That's right. And then it also the fireplace, uh, throwing your right. letters in the fireplace. Uh, so the letter is an important thing, too. It's like a physical thing. But, I mean, what do we think about that? So it's like, she wrote me a letter. She wrote it so kind. She put down her writing what was in her mind. What do you think is in her mind? Like, uh, is it obviously something negative, right? I mean, do, do, or is it? Is his despair because of what is in that letter? Maybe, but the, the end feeling he comes away with is apathy, right? Like, why should I even? I, I mean, we've seen this. that character in right. Bob Dylan songs before, right? So it could be. I think it could go either way. It could either be like, "Hey, I don't like the way things ended with us. Let's let's try to fix this," or it could be, "Don't ever fucking talk to me again." Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> either way, nah, I'm good. I'm out on this. I'm, I'm about to die. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm done. Thanks. <laughs> I'm dying. My sense of humanity is gone. Yeah, God. I mean, but but yeah, I mean, if we do associate that with the letter, then, you know, then hopefully you can get out of it, right? I mean, maybe that's the thing, too. Like, I'm, I'm feeling this very particular thing. But I guess you don't come out of it because it's it's getting there. It's always getting there. Right. Uh, I mean, that's tough. Next verse. Well, I've been to London and I've been to Gay Paris. <laughs> I followed the river and I got to the sea. I've been down on the bottom of a world full of lies. I ain't looking for nothing in anybody's eyes. Sometimes my burden is more than I can bear. It's not dark yet, but it's getting there. That, I mean, the burden, I think people um, think about him being the voice of a generation. I mean, mm. if we're putting this on him, then if this is a Bob Dylan song, then a line like that, I think, makes a lot of sense. And I can actually... Usually I hate it, but I can get behind it. It's like if we're talking about someone at the end of their what they might consider the end of their life to talk about the burden that was put on them. And maybe it was a lot. And maybe if this is the last thing you really get to say, you want people to know, like, that was fucked up. Maybe that's kind of my life is totally different because of all those expectations that you put on me. And what would my life be without those expectations? I mean, I wonder if he thinks about that. I don't know. Um yeah, but it just makes me it makes me think about, you know, like Sisyphus and Atlas. I mean, we talked about Atlas at the movie or whatever mm-hmm. last night. It's like you just think about all the burden bearers in history. So even if it's not Bob Dylan, you know, carrying the burden of writing good songs, you know, it, there are people out there that carry burdens for other people. And it's not just in a martyr capacity, but people that do it selflessly. And um, I don't know. It's just a nice like it's nice to think even if this song is about nobody, it's just about like humanity in general. It's an, it's I like that people at the end of their lives, even if they bared a burden and never told anybody, they can at least admit at the end that like, I wish that I didn't have to. They may like I'm I'm glad I did it. I love you. That's why I did it. But it's I just want to like let it off my chest and say I wish I didn't have to carry the burden. I think that kind what, of thing. We should want. I yeah. mean, it's important that people do the work to help others. Yeah. But it's still work. You know, it's. Right. 
to quote Team Dresh, it's cool, but it's work. <laughs> like yeah. that song is about being a musician, but it's like it's not magic. It's work. It's cool, but it's work. Like right. it's it's hard to do these things. I love doing it, and I'm glad I did it. But it's not. If if ideally nobody would have to do this, we would just be cool. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or you think that they like it or don't mind, or that they never even think about it. And yeah, that's it. Having perspective, they actually do. It is work, mm-hmm. and maybe they wish they didn't. Have I to think. Be doing it. Uh, the first couple lines in this particular verse were the, maybe the only bits of light lyrically, just because I think, you know, I've, I've been to London and I've been to Paris is like, I've, I've lived the life and yeah. and it was full of some great things. But, you know, in this moment of reflection of, because that's, I mean, this song is nothing but yeah. reflecting on your entire life coming up to the moment when it's going to end, which I feel like people are wanting to do, which makes total sense. Yeah. Um, I've been all over the world. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've definitely I've done some stuff. Rivers. I've gone every which way and rivers are nothing but meandering bits of water you know they don't lead in a straight line and the sea is nothing but a vast you know space uh, you know where anything is possible so the fact that you know he's been everywhere and seen and done everything yeah i think it's exactly that i mean there's a line and another song on this record uh called trying to get into heaven um where he talks about you know i've been to sugar town i shook the sugar down like i've done everything mm. um and i and i love that line and i think that you're right this line is 100 percent on that and i mean that song's so much more explicit trying to get into heaven before they close the door like that song is fucking awesome and this song is fucking awesome and if we cannot separate the morale mortality aspect of it um and both songs i think are triumphant i think in the face of death like I'm just going to do what I do. And like Bob still, I mean, 20 years later from this record, I'm still just going to play shows yeah. forever. And I'm just going to do it until I drop. Which and is got to respect the shit. Pretty out great. Of yeah. Yeah, exactly. Which is, uh, which is amazing. Uh, and then the final verse, um, I was born here and I'll die here against my will. I love that. Um, I know that it looks like I'm moving, but I'm standing still every nerve in my body. So vacant and numb. I can't even remember what it was that I came here to get away from. Don't even hear the murmur of the breath. It's not dark yet, and it's getting there. That's what I'm saying. I think I the music is the music is, is really <laughs> the only thing that saves us from being just like a misery trip. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's also... I, but it's good. Like, I don't... Yeah, I that's not a negative to me. When I say that, I just mean that as more of, like, a, a statement of the, the song, not, like, a judgment of the song. Just as I feel like this, the song isn't a judgment on death or or life living it any way that you've lived it. It's just a fact. Yeah. And the, the music helps helps it feel less, like, yeah. duh, heavy and damning. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the first lines are from uh, the Jewish Talmud. Um, to oh. not read the whole thing. Um just to read that spot uh, and do not let your evil impulse assure you that the netherworld is a place of refuge for you because against your will you were created and against your will you were born and against your will you will live and against your will you will die and against your will you are destined to give account and reckoning before the king of kings the holy one blessed is he well because they, uh, they don't believe in um, like heaven or hell right like that's part of oh. Jewish belief yeah they don't they don't have a heaven or hell which waiting is... for Jesus, Jesus was not right, right, right. So that's pretty like I like that's pretty intense. That's a cool. Uh, I mean, line. that's just a f- fucking crazy thing. Yeah, yeah, Old Testament. I know, crazy shit. I, and that's kind of a lot of the stuff is very Old Testament. Like yeah. you're, it's these are just hard facts. It's, I mean, there's nothing harder than than death. 
Uh, the line that I love the most in the probably this entire one is, I can't even remember what it is that I came here to get away from. I think, again, if we read that as a Bob Dylan thing, I think that's such a fascinating concept because we talk about leaving songs all the time. We talk about even just like the concept of getting away from yourself, that you've lived such a life that at the end you look back and you're like, why Why did I leave Minnesota? Why was I fighting so hard? What was I well, trying to why fucking find? Why did I find? leave New York? Yeah, all these yeah. like little, these moments that are so seminal. Why did I go electric? Why did I play that song that day? Why did I need to, like you don't even remember at this point, it's like inertia has just pushed you mm. in this direction. And and obviously for all of us, we all live our lives and there are a million moments where you're like, what could have changed? What could have been different? But I mean, even for someone, I mean, we're younger. I don't know how old you are listening to this, but you know, even 30 years old, I think about moments where I'm like, I don't even remember why I made the choice I made, but if I didn't, everything would be different. Right. But I mean, something like that is, uh, it's profound, you know, and for him, especially, it's just like, I don't even, if he, but if, but if he didn't get away from it, we wouldn't have any of this, you know, it's, it's at once acknowledging the importance of getting away, but also saying I'm old man, like these scars, they're not wounds anymore. They're just scars. And, they're still there somewhere, but I don't know. I don't remember why I got it. I don't know where it came from. So it's best just to move on. Yeah. Keep living. Well, I think that's the, like, if there's a, a good positive takeaway, it is just that, like, it happened. Yeah. And hopefully you have the strength to be like, and I can keep going. Yeah. But it, it doesn't change the fact that it happened now. Whether you feel good about it, about it in the end, it still happened. And I think that's confront, confronting reality of situations is really important. And that, that song is doing this, right? Like yeah. even futility, which like that has a negative connotation just in the world, in the word, because it's like you want to give up like that. The idea of like this is never going to change. It's, it's futile. I don't know. I think there's something interesting about being able to have a song that is about the futility of something inevitable like death. Uh, but not feeling shitty about it. Just yeah. well, I also like that there. it doesn't it doesn't ascribe anything to what makes you feel well. That's the thing: me, meaning, finding meaning in life. Like because if you think about it, what you just said, I think somebody could say and mean it that like thinking about meaning and thinking about what you need to not feel the despair. People turn to all sorts of things: religion, music, art, whatever it may be. And I like that it's it's not a prescriptive song, but there is something there. Like, there's a reason why this character, this narrator, like, is okay with it all. Yeah. And, and maybe we have to impart our own life into it so that we can. Feel yeah, that's not given to you at all, which is good. Which is great. So yeah. it's not there's it's not because of my love of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not because of um, my love of Bob Dylan. It's not because of, um, you know, whatever it is that I like this writer or this artist or because I like my job or I love my kid. I mean, I guess, well, let's, let's think about the family, like right. all that kind of stuff, you know, like it's just, it is what it is. And what is it for you? And if you don't have that and you are afraid to die and that it's not dark yet, but it's getting there. If that scares you, then you need to find a way to not be scared by it because it's going to happen, bro. It's inevitable. Bummer. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and, and to put something as de- as profound as that, as deep as that, I mean, this song has been written a million times. Um, but I think that this this is one of the better the better songs, and it says everything that I think needs to be said. Well, maybe uh, think of that um, Glenn, Glenn Campbell thing that came yeah. Adios or whatever, right? Exactly. A couple yep. well, a year or two ago, when yeah. he, right before when he, he died, away, yeah. and that had kind of like an uplifting feeling to it in the end. Like I've led a good life. Yeah. And this doesn't do that. Don't think that I'm ungrateful. And don't look so morose. Adios 
but it's uh i mean i'm sure bob i mean bob kept living that's the thing right that is um, true and i think i think for him i think the situations were different but it's also i don't think bob would say that i i'm not happy for what happened you know but there are certainly different artists for sure you know we hear in it lots of songs i mean all day i mean sex and death are oh yeah like the keystones to life and every song is in a way about them but to really explicitly put it as simple as this perfect yeah in every way amazing so does this song still work absolutely oh yeah i think so i think even in that uh it's six and a half minutes long and it doesn't feel that way at all because it's so nice and dreamy and you just can let it wash over you yeah uh without just like because so many of his long songs i'm like when is this gonna end yeah and i never really felt like that at all anytime listening to this also not that this is relevant or making it more relevant to today specifically there's uh you know the movie Boys Don't Cry, the Brandon yeah. Tina story? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where Chloe Sevigny's character is doing karaoke to the song Blue Eyes in Texas, um, but not the actual original version by Restless Heart because that version sucks. It's like super 80s in the worst way. Um, but it's the the woman from the Cardigans, the uh, Nita Person. She yeah. does a version of it, and that's the version she's okay. singing. And I don't know, but like the, the songs are not the same, but it does have that nice slide guitar and like, right. kind of like country twang to it. But like I hear this song and I see that moment, and that moment's really sweet and dark and sad too. And it, it like like, that was a fun little yeah. thing to put it into. So I think it works because uh, lesbians. Uh, well, sure. hey. <laughs> Close my eyes for a moment. I'm still there. Blue stars in Texas are haunting me tonight. <laughs> I mean, this has been in lots of stuff. I mean, not only has it closed out movies. I didn't do the list, but it's closed out multiple movies it's on multiple soundtracks oh, yeah. um and just recently i i'm uh, doing my rewatch of deadwood to get to the movie and at the end of season two episode one I, like, I mean this is not a place for me to rant about how much i hate hulu and none of their buttons work and i just want to oh. like go back really quick but i can't even find out where to find all the episodes you don't have a 10 second back what the Ooh, so i just want to like throw up a little bit about that <laughs> because literally i heard it you know just like right as it's over i'm like next episode please let's go but you hear that funeral dirge and you're just like is was that it and then i'm like i'm gone it's there's no there's no physical way for me to get back here. To go back to the episode and fast forward all the way to the end yeah, and i was like i know it was and yeah. then it was like just went to wikipedia and sure enough boom so yeah i mean it's 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 still played i think it's still just one of those great but again there's so many songs about death it's sure you, like can't be the only one but right? musically i think it also doesn't sound staler or no no pinpointed to a, a, a certain genre or yeah. decade so that's really good successful I would is, say. is perfect and you know life is meaningless so yeah it's, and it's uh, something to take away yeah. <laughs> it's not dark yet people but it's definitely definitely getting there yeah so so think about that take away from it what you want to right yeah. for me that's it's not uh, an indictment on why you should be apathetic toward your life because nothing fucking matters in the end. And it's like, but you gotta, it's not yet dark yet. So do something. Well, and these are, <laughs> these are universal things. I mean, this is stuff we've talked about too. Sure. Just in my own life. It's just, just, I mean, you just stop it at, at moments in your life at whatever impasse and you think you only have one life to live. Like, what are we doing? Why are we podcasting? You know, you have to find like a reason for the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think at this point I'm just too old to like, not do stuff that I want to do genuinely. And I think that as you get older, I just think that's more and more true. And that can be tough because if you become a curmudgeon um, or you get stuck in a certain way, 
it's going to be really hard to break out of that, especially if you've never found what you actually like or what has any meaning to you. So if you feel like you're lost and you're, you know, getting up there in age, you're like 25, 26 and you're like old as shit. You gotta, (laughs) I mean, but you gotta figure it out. Right. I mean, just frankly, it's, it's, and that's the scariest part. I think from being young, um, is, is just the thought of like, who am I going to be when you're 30 or something? And I think it's wise to think about who you're going to be 10 years from where you are right now. And the other step of recognizing, like, if you don't fucking do it, it will never happen. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're 25 or 45, if you want to be somebody, you got to do it. And importantly, if you were to die tomorrow, have you been doing the stuff you want? You might not have completed it, but are you doing the stuff you want to do? Those are scary concepts, and yeah. I don't think anybody has a, and I know it's hard. an easy, like, yes answer. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could die tomorrow and be fine. Do your best. Do your best. <laughs> Use your judgment. Do your and, best and keep living. And like Bob, you know, just we're all on that fence, and we might not be able to sort of talk about it the way that he does, but that's why he exists, because you can you can take from that song and just apply it to your own life. You don't Ooh, have to yeah. think about death like that. Uh, you can walk that fence with him, that wire between the fire. So. If you keep walking the line, you can see both sides. That's right. If you are the dealer, I'm out of the game. If you are the healer, means I'm broken and lame. If thine is the glory, then mine must be the shame. You want it darker. We kill the flame. One way not to feel so depressed after an episode like that is to acknowledge two things. One, we're close to 100 episodes. That's exciting. Two is that we have a website. SOTW. Everything is looking up. SOTWPod.com. But it's not just the old SOTW pod, it's the new SOTW pod. That's right. You can go to SOTWPod.com and look at our new website. Uh, it's powered by Notion. I use Notion in my daily life. This is not sponsored by Notion, but Notion, get at me. Please. I literally could not exist without your um, amazing program. So um, you go to the website, let me know what you think. Um, otherwise, uh, I'm going to keep adding the show notes and all that kind of stuff. But uh, uh, another reason to live. Show notes. They're coming. Oh, I thought you were going to say Notion again. <laughs> uh, we also are on Twitter and stuff like that. But we try to stay off because uh, you want a reason to die? <laughs> Hang out on Twitter for a minute. So uh, <laughs> we try to avoid Twitter, but we're there. Um, definitely, we say we have a Facebook, but we don't really. Um, yeah. Instagram, yeah, it's it's a great concept. Uh, it's a reason mm-hmm. to, to be, you know, sure. something. And uh, Patreon. We accept donations for the work that we do. Um, We enjoy enjoy, uh, doing this. For the low, low cost of a dollar, you can get this content. But give us a dollar, which would be really cool for us. We get it all early. I mean, we we do try to record a little bit early so that we can get things out on time, which has been our definite bugaboo this year. But, um, but again, it's life. You, instead of sitting here just doing this constantly, you have to go out and live life and do stuff. So uh, we are here. But you know what is another reason? Our playlists. Oh, yeah. Those our playlists are, are a great reason every week to wake up on Mondays and be like, I can't wait for a new episode of Simon in the Window. And be like, oh, that's late. It's fine. Come <laughs> but you can be oh, like, well, that's late. But there's so many <laughs> playlists. I mean, seriously, we have 90 playlists, 90 great playlist that literally if you stack them one on top of the other it'll get you through a whole week the yeah. whole delay in between episodes coming out you can just listen to all the music in the world that's good that's true oh, 90 that's a lot that's a lot so this week we i thought i think we knocked it out of the park as per usual um welcome back to the playlist uh propagandi although dark matter is one of my favorite songs uh kanye west man haven't listened to dark fantasy in a long time uh slow mass i you think no 
Maybe not. I think we did at one point. Yeah, we might have. Uh, Katy Perry. I did check that. That's new? Oh, no, we have before. Yes. We have before. Yes. Uh, Pup. I, I hope that I'm saying their name right. Um, <laughs> we only saw them uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Murder by Death is also uh, have been there before. Los Campesinos. Got to have been. Got to have been. Uh, local natives, possibly, Maybe? but I'm not quite sure. Uh I think that's it. Yeah. Welcome to the playlist. Steve Lacey. Yeah, it's a great song. And he is on the new Vampire Weekland uh, record. He plays on a couple of the songs. The best songs, actually. Uh, Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, sure. It's great. Local Natives, possibly, as we said. Uh, who knows? Uh, Blockhead. I love that song. I oh, was, I was so surprised when you put Blockhead on there because he's one of like a DJ from the, like him and DJ Food and like all those guys. The... Yeah, I just kind of like scan them to make sure it's like something that's like fun and listenable. <laughs> and I thought that was good. Yeah. I did something right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gentle Beats, the worst band name that has ever existed. It feels like it's just like, uh, uh, like um, what would it even be? Just... Um, like a corporate body that like we're called gentle beats and we just like make generic ge- gentle <laughs> Let beats. Us service you with our gentle beats. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy version 3.3 of gentle <laughs> beats, <laughs> but it was really good. Um, I enjoyed that. And then a Bachman Turner overdrive. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I was not ready for it and I fucking love it. Uh, what is it? Bob the, I can't read it all. Oh, Bob the drag queen. Oh Yeah. So by the drag queen, uh, one RuPaul season nine, season I mean, eight or season a lot nine? of RuPaul based rapping. Oh yes. That I was like, don't, I only have the one season and it was yep. not that season. Yeah. So almost ex- all RuPaul and RuPaul adjacent music is all awful. Uh, yeah, but bad. this bad. one's actually listenable, uh, and Alaska's on it. So that's fun. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, purse first was, uh, Bob's like, catchphrase during the season uh so he also has a song called purse first this oh. one better than purse first gotta say but you know it was definitely something uh, and then a song that i really enjoyed uh isaac opatz isaac opatz not, not yet. yet great song really enjoyed that and grizzly bear to close it out with yet again off of shields we've definitely had grizzly bear before too you think grizzly bear? yeah for sure okay so welcome back grizzly bear. <laughs> Well, that was a dark episode, but to bring us out of the darkness and into the light, Kelly, what else were you doing this week in Music Video Month? Um, Nothing. (laughs) The energy just... (laughs) I don't know, listening to Bjork again for the millionth time, The Greatest Hits, it's still just one of my favorite albums anytime. It's like one of those... Why? Why, why do Bjork? I... Why Bjork? Well, why? What makes you go to Bjork? Why were you like, I need to go to Bjork? I don't know. It's like a comfort thing. It's just... And nobody sounds like her. And I'm like, I want weird, kind of dark, kind of spacey. Yeah. Just not so music. But that's like so well produced and really... Uh, it's that fucking Icelandic thing. Anyway, so that'll be the... Is it like Great Assist up to 2000 and Oh, yeah. It came out in like 2001, I think. Yeah. Maybe. It might even be a little bit older than that. So yeah. it's got... Because like, I kind of fell off. Her stuff is like... I can't listen to all of it. I've tr- I've 
put the whole discography on before and I just really can't I think that the fans picking it is why it's such a good greatest hits it's not like just the, all the singles that she had although right. a lot of them make it on there but yeah I don't know anyway that's probably the sixth time I've recommended that on the show watch the Lego movie too yeah what? I did oh, Lego wow. movie too they made a second one did you know the Chris, Batman one no 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 just the Lego movie remember the Chris Pratt one that came oh yeah out? no yeah, I, yeah. I I know the Lego movie quite well yeah there's is, also there Lego Batman movies. So, so Chris Pratt is back. Yeah, they're all back. Wow. Elizabeth Banks, everybody. Was Will it Arnett. good? Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't as good as the first one. But, uh, Did, uh, so the first one was they were inside of the mind of that guy, the kid, when they were playing with the dad. Mm-hmm. And it was all just a The game. dad who's Will Ferrell. Right. <laughs> and now? Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. But Will Ferrell's probably like a tyrant. Yeah, I'm going to guess. He's, he's not in it. He's he's only a disembodied voice, which is pretty funny, actually. So what is the guy? What's the boy doing? He's just oh, he's he's like a a teen, like preteen, like thirteen or fourteen. So the world has been wiped away into a Mad Max style, a post apocalyptic oh, because he's he's grown up. Incredible, yeah, incredible. So, that's okay, that's on Santa. Yeah, no, it it was fun. It was cute. I was glad we watched it. And then I'm just trying my hardest to finish Six Feet Under, episode oh. four, season five. Nice. I'm almost done with Deadwood. Oh, We're making it. HBO! Long <laughs> intros. Yeah. Oh, my Back God. Back in the era. A minute and 40 seconds, I want to say. For, yeah, this for one six is under. Uh, with, the, with the previously on and that, I have to skip to 3.30 every time. Damn! Mm-hmm. Wow. And then for the finale, about 4.30. Yeah. Just wow. summarizing the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. Too much. Too much. You what were you, you doing? None of it. Other than Deadwood. Oh, what was I doing? Yes, Deadwood. I'm almost I'm almost done with the rewatch. Uh, so hopefully by the end of July. Music video month, I hope to say that I have watched the movie. Don't tell me if it's good. Uh-huh. I literally heard nothing about it, so I'm sure no one said anything. Uh, I, I don't know. I've been listening to, I re-listened to St. Vincent, Mass Education, <laughs> the piano version of it. Not the one where she's bending over and you can see her butt. Uh, <laughs> which is the normal, I guess the normal version, if you want to say. But I'm always interested in people that can take songs that are so, like, poppy. Like, mm-hmm. just like, there's a lot of electronic noises going on. And then you can strip it all away and they're still great songs. I would say they're better. So she is an incredible songwriter. And I knew that from before. And it's cool for her to go in that direction, but then to be able to do something like this. Um, I love her just playing piano. The whole record is her just playing those songs on piano. And then there was a band back in the day called Gatsby's American Dream. Hmm. I don't you probably never heard of them. They 2005's Volcano, and then they had a self-title in 2006. They had a couple ones before, but they weren't as like resonant for me Like getting into high school. like I discovered this band in 2005 because I would see an advertisement for it, and I want to say Alternative Press or mm. Rolling Stone or something. And I at the time, I was just like, I need to consume everything on Earth. And I'm kind of still that way, but like I just needed to know. If it's in my favorite magazine, it needs to be in my life. And it's turned out to be – it holds up 15 years later. It's mm. like – this is a really great pop punk power pop would probably be what we'd say today. Gatsby's record. American dream. Gatsby's American mm. dream. Yeah. And, um, it's really good, especially volcano because it all sort of, um, centers around sort of motifs that hit on multiple songs and the whole record kind of comes together, especially at the end where you get a nice little, you know, mix of a couple of the choruses and stuff like thrown into the final oh, that's song. Cool. Uh, and then the second record is like a really great, uh, critique of the music industry. And I think, the fact that they broke up after that is sort of telling that they were just like, people want us to make disposable garbage for you. So like, you know, just sort of 
shaming you for listening to that bullshit. And then they're like, see ya, bye. And then they're, they're gone. So I think they reunited for like Lollapalooza in 2014 or something for like a one-off. And then they were going to do a record and then they just fell Didn't. out of favor again. You know? So I hope they come back around, but I just, I was, I'm going through my music and I came across that. So there you go. I recommend that as well. Crawling home again. I could make this right I know that I've got to make this right I'm done fucking around with the guilt engine oh. Taking, I am taking on Automatic, I am all the things I've done Spout, I am taking on Like a oh, oh shit, indeed so, Kelly, this is the end of Music Video Month. Not this episode, but the one coming up. So does my choice matter now? I mean, does it ever matter? No, your choice matters next. Well, you're right. I guess your choice doesn't actually matter. Cool. That's important to note. Yeah. It's important to remember that fact about life. But we do want to choose next week's song. Again, I've already done that, but you want to as well. <laughs> All right, Not Dark Yet is off the board. We don't have a whole lot of, uh, of time out of mind total, so we've got a lot left. I love that song, so I'm hoping we can pick another one. So For time out of mind? I hope you pick correctly. 236. 236 out of 417. 236 would have been, ooh, Abandoned Love off of, it's actually off of the biograph, but it's a, it's an outtake from Desire. With uh, Scarlet on... Oh, man. Ooh, one of my favorite songs. Such Damn. a great song. Such a terrible pick. <laughs> Join us for the final episode of this year's Music Video Month. We are going to 2006's Modern Times. We're going to go to Scarlett Johansson herself. What? Who is in those movies for Marvel. Yes. Avengers? This is not the Avengers... When the Deal Goes Down. Oh, she was in a music video with Bob Dylan? She Dillon's? was in Bob Dylan's music video for When the Deal Goes Down oh, shit. from 2006's Modern Times. So we are going to close out Music Video Month with Scarlett Johansson. Huh. As you do. So we're going to talk about her. Sure. And the song. Ghost World. We'll talk about Ghost World. Yeah. Ghost World. It's a great movie. Oh. Eh, it's a great movie. Ghost Dog is what I'm thinking of. Different movie. Different movie. All right. <laughs> We'll see you uh, for Not Dark Yet, and then we will see you next week for When the Deal Goes Down, and then we'll finalize that with our last music video. Bye. See you then. Okay, bye. 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 I can see the turning of the key. I've been deceived by the clown.